morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blackness Finance with me, Robert. With me, P. My light mo out here. Don't know the don't know. Come on. 14 months again. It's been a while. Mm. Um, it has, it has. Oh, 14. I thought you said 14. I did think you said 14, but then I had to put it in context and it made sense. So we're recording on a different day today. We're recording on Halloween. It's Halloween. So if you, if, you, if you hear me disappearing for a little while, I might be giving some people some Bible stories for their trick-or-treat <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> the first time I heard of someone giving tracks out for trick-or-treat was um, Anita's pastor from her old church. Hey, I like that. I was like, that. yeah, oh, no, no, we do trick-or-treat. We're just giving tracks. So I fair like enough. that. Mm. <laughs> I'll just slap a Haribo pack into the... Into the hey, thing. at least they're still getting some sweets. Yeah, well. Come on, amen. Be delivered of your demonic stuff coming Ooh. from someone that used to watch Charmed religiously. Charmed was good, though. Charmed was very Charmed good. was banging. That was fire. <laughs> <laughs> All three of us. <laughs> Have you seen the new one? Nah, uh, the, there was a new one with the black, with the black, with the black, um, with the black prue. Hey, and I never said, watched mm, it. A bit too hard, you know. No, because because you know they only put, put on black person there for <laughs> for, for gender, uh, for ethnic yeah. equality. So I saw a thing. Reasons. So the Baftas have like changed like their criteria for if you want to win win an award. Okay. They, they said that you have to have like a specific number of like minorities in certain positions before you, before you're even eligible to 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 like have to like to like be put in the in the ballot. Wow. Yeah. And I went to go and watch Maleficent two, a couple weeks ago. Okay, and like you could see how they strategically made sure they put at least one black person Gosh. in all the areas. But only ever one. No more than that. That's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing though, because then you've got that token, mm-hmm. and yeah. I hate. I hate the idea of putting a token. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so my wife just said Robert's a token man as well. It's true. We're not, we're <laughs> not like, dis- it's true. We're not going to discuss where he was. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, Susan hot seat today. It has to be Peter because he wasn't here last time, and I think no. So we did one for one in the in the last episode. Yeah. So short term. Yeah. So basically. I'm happy to. I'm happy to sit no, in the hot no, seat. No, throw, 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 throw it, throw it. Robert, do you want to go first? Yep. Okay. I'm sorry. It's talking a bit too loud. What was the question I wanted to ask? It was... Um, so, Jesus conquered conquered death with his, with his resurrection from the grave. Mm-hmm. But why don't we say that he conquered death with the people that he brought back to life before that he died? Because they died again. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually such a good answer because they died again fair enough it's like that he conquered death because that's the second um when we when we rise and um with the resurrection we're no longer going to die and so we've conquered death in that regard mm. uh, in as much as those who rise to judgment to condemnation you're facing an eternal damnate you're facing eternal damnation and so, yes, you technically you'd be alive, but you'd be suffering while I was alive. Mm. Um, but all those that he raised, so Lazarus, that um, the widow's son, um, like every single person that was raised. So even when I think it was Matthew that says, no, it wasn't Matthew. I think it was. Um, when Jesus rose, like all the, uh, a lot of people rose with him and were yeah. seen around, they died again. Like <laughs> you were alive for a little while, but you died. Mm. Um, and so 
he didn't conquer death with that, with bringing them up because they died again. So if he, if he had conquered death with them, with raising them up, then also it would have almost nullified his, his resurrection. If he could conquer death by raising other people, then he didn't need necessarily need to die to conquer death. Cool. So a question I asked Peter last week. Mm-hmm. Um, after the resurrection, mm-hmm. does that mean um, death's been conquered? Does that mean that God can no longer kill people? No, I think, I still think that, um, so, and this this is one thing that I re- I, I'm really fascinated about God, is that he doesn't just do a snap finger restoration sort of thing, but he he delights in showing, displaying his glory through transformation. He delights in displaying his glory through um, a process, mm. through like sanctification. So it is within his power. As soon as you become a Christian, snap, every Holy Spirit comes into you, all your sins drop off and you're recreated. It's within his power. But he delights in working in partnership with us that we lean on his Holy Spirit. We walk in his Holy Spirit knowing that we're going to fail, knowing that we're going to grieve him. But yet he is still atoned for all of those and he's transforming us. So I think it displays something of God's glory in that transformative process. I have forgotten your question. Would would God God be be able able to to kill kill people? people? So... We've got to be able to kill uh, in heaven. Oh, in heaven! Oh, yeah. he's still got the power to kill people. Um, God can do anything He wants to do. Absolutely, anything He wants to do. But then, if He can kill people, does that mean like death is still a thing? But it's like I think it. So, from God's character as displayed throughout the Old Testament, His very essence is life, love, depending on if who you're reading. But um he doesn't death is a punishment death is as a consequence of sin so death was introduced into the world when adam and eve ate the fruit he said if you eat of this fruit you will die and so there was it was a consequence of of what they had done and that's the Quick question yeah sorry that's from something's comments does, does, does that mean that um satan's rebellion wasn't a sin because what wasn't that rebellion after no before adam and eve so i th- i think and Peter, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in terms of the dishing out of the consequence, I think that that heavenly beings are have not that they're slightly different, but they're slightly different in that their their retribu- their punishment was almost eternal damnation, and so hell was created with them in mind. Like you guys have gone against me and so this is the place I'm going to put you it wasn't necessarily intended for humans in as much as in his foreknowledge he knew that everything will kind of play out like that but it was very much so that this is for this is for the devil this is for demons um and so God's punishment for them was eternal damnation and we have positioned ourselves with them um and in positioning ourselves with them, he has brought in the um, redemption, but also eternal damnation if you don't go there. So he can, but he won't because it's not justified without sin. Death isn't justified without sin. He's a just God and he won't act contrary to his nature. And if his nature is life-given, he won't act contrary to that without there being a due cause for it. So if you are in heaven, then you're in his presence, like 
you're glorifying him and stuff, blah, blah. You're in Christ firstly and you're in his presence. I don't think that you would then quote unquote sin to then be have to be killed. But then wasn't Lucifer in God's presence and Yeah, Lucifer's a pagan. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Quite> literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. Mm. So yeah. And even his punishment wasn't death. And one thing that I heard that really struck me was that Adam and Eve thought the death was a physical, literal, immediate death, but rather it was a spiritual death. So it's like, almost mm. like being cut off from the vine, you still live for a little while, but then you kind of wither and, f- and like, f- yeah, you, you wither away. And so physical death is almost a manifestation of spiritual death. Because spiritually we're dead un- until we get come into Christ, and so physically we die because spiritually we we're dead. Cool. And then obviously once you come into Christ, then in the resurrection you're made new, come alive, live forever in glory. So yeah, um, I'm not sure if that does your question justice. Yeah, it will do. It will do. Yeah. So what? What didn't do? No, nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it will, you said it will do. do like nah, barely passed, barely scraped the surface. Like no, Peter no, no, gave no. us some meat, but you're just giving us these potatoes. What was your answer? I, I talked about blinking out of existence more so, mm. and then talked about the fact that because of blinking out of existence. Well, so I said I kind of distinguish between um, just killing, as we would use the term, mm-hmm. and like if I if I stab Robert and he bleeds yeah. out. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I will stab you. You clean up. <laughs> um, I may have killed him, but I can't. His body will still be there, and if I burn the body, the ashes will still be there. And yeah, even there'll get rid of the remnant, ashes, there'll yeah. still be a remnant. You yeah. can't completely yeah. destroy it, but then God can mm. literally wipe you out of existence where you don't <laughs> exist anymore. That's and smart. and stating that in His omnipotence, He does have that. He does have that ability, but that yeah, in His omnipotence as well. He puts limits on himself and mm. he'll say, I cannot lie. And, and thus, God mm. cannot lie. Mm. Um, and so, whether or not he will is... And I went Would you Would you call that a limit? Well, yeah. If I say I can do everything, but then I can't do this, I've limited myself in not doing this. Mm. The, the reason... Is it limited or is it just holding back? No, I, would, I wouldn't even say holding back and I wouldn't say limited. I would mm. say... It goes against his very nature. No, that's correct. But I'm talking about the semantics of the word. Okay. So someone someone pointed someone said this is actually Ligonier Ministries. Can God make a rock so big that he can't lift? If you say he can, that defeats his omnipotence because then there's something he can't lift. Mm. If you say he can't, that defeats his omnipotence because then this is something he can't do. Yeah. And so it was that sort of catch twenty two with the semantics of the word. Mm. Um but then the practicality of it was, you know, his nature and his character mm. and things that go against or in line with his character mm-hmm. being more important than the semantics of the words that we use. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I went into angels and whether or not God doesn't kill them because he made them immortal and therefore can't kill them because he has made them immortal. Mm. Again, that sort of semantics of the mm-hmm. word um, or whether or not he just thinks that eternal punishment is more suiting a, a punishment um, anyway 
You defiled an infinite God. I'm not just going to wipe you out of existence. I'm going to torture you for the rest of your pitiful existence. Come on. All right. So, Mo, Mm -hmm. what do you think of interstellar colonization once we have the technology to do so, given we were put on Earth and told to dominate the Earth? Not the universe. Hey, I, f- I think that is just some white man stuff about to happen all over. <laughs> I did not see that. I did not see you going there. I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. Some really massive type situation. Um. <laughs> Couldn't tell all over again. Um. <laughs> Firstly, I think my son's worshipping. Um. I think, I don't know, I don't know. I, um, so firstly, I think there's there's some assumptions here mm. that we're going to be of the caliber to colonize these these continents, these these planets. These planets. You might step there and looking at us like like David and Goliath type situation. Mm. Um, but David won with God's help. Amen. Amen <laughs> was right on key. Um, I think I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. Did was it was the question? Could, could we do it? No, this is what your thoughts are. Because uh, yeah, I don't think it's a good people idea. People are doing. There's a whole group of people that have trained to or are training actually to go and live on Mars, um, and so they're in a dome in the Nevada desert somewhere. Well done. Having removed themselves from society and well trying done. to figure out the dynamics. Hold well on. So they need to be removed from society. <laughs> So I think I think it's something that we're going to try and do yeah, I in think, the near future, at the very least. I think it's one of them ones where it's just like it, this 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 is not Pokemon. Like you don't you don't ruin the character and it's like ah, I'll just start again. Mm. Like it don't it don't quite work like that. Um I genuinely, again, coming back to the nature of actually um the restorative nature of God and God being able to um take something broken and mm. make something beautiful out of it. To work at restoring what we have now rather than going to corrupt something else <laughs> essentially mm. um i think if we don't have if if we have the mindset of earth being disposable mm. oh yeah well, i'll just dump all the plastic straws i want into the sea mm. i'll just go live on mars anyways we then won't value what we have and it will then reflect on the lack of value of Mars. Because mm. it's like we've done it once before, we can do it again. Mm. So it just perpetuates a cycle of destroying the planet, thinking that we can just move on to another one. Mm. Um, yeah, so for me, it very much comes down to a bruised reed, he won't like throw away, a smoldering wick, he won't, he won't snuff out. Mm. So it's like, yes, cli- climate change is, is real. Like things are looking mad. But as human beings, what can we do to try reverse this without going planet extinction sort of level? Mm. Um, what's the word? planet extinction? No, rebellion extinction. Extinction rebellion. That's But I mean, I mean, you know, if God Peter is fascinated with this, I yeah, think we, Peter we, we Peter's on some DC Marvel type stuff. No, nah, not even, not even. No, because he wants to go out like Fantastic Four, get hit with a meteorite, and <laughs> we we sort of hinted at this last time with the. Um, tribulation talk, mm. but like if God tarries and 
the way the world is going, we do get to a point where the earth is uninhabitable. Mm -hmm. Or if Trump accidentally pushes a nuclear button and Mm -hmm. Putin responds and uh, what's his name? Kim Jong or whatever, whichever one it is, responds. (laughs) And, you know, there's nuclear fallout. And interstellar travel is the only option we have. You wouldn't, you wouldn't take that. I wouldn't be on it. Mm. I think we'll just probably prepa- be dead, to be honest. Yeah, no, honestly. Fair enough. <laughs> unless you, unless you got like Elon Musk sort of resources in the backyard. Because I think, well, uh, obviously, yeah, that's yeah. that's a, that's a separate conversation. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, because I, 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 for me, it's, it's the notion of perpetuating um, the same corruptive cycles that we've seen here. Mm. Like, there's nothing new under the sun. Not saying global warming is is like has been before, whatever. Mm. I don't know, but um, I do feel we will perpetuate the exact same things um, elsewhere. Even if we, even if we went back to the Garden of Eden state, we will still perpetuate the same things. Mm. Okay. So yeah, for me, it's just rather than starting afresh, learn to make the most of what you have. That is. Coolio, let's get into this topic. Mm. Let's do it. We're just going to be a bit 18 plus. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So prepare yourself. Okay. I did say let's do something scary, so it seems to see. That's not scary. Do you know what? I 18 think plus is scary. I think this this is the, I am in the best condition to have this conversation because I'm tired and hungry. Great. So <laughs> it's like, filter is gone. <laughs> filter is just. Been there before. Yeah, it's not a good place. Yeah, it's just there. So first question, Peter. Oh wow, you're coming for me. No, no, this this is an easy like sl- slide into the topic com- question. Let's do it. Do you know ASAP Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> I know of him. Can you name any of his songs? I cannot. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. At least you know who he is. I know Can he spells it with a the dollar sign. Mm, yeah. Well done. Well done. Can you picture his face? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the one eye? That's Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Okay, yeah. So. Oh, God, that sounds so old. That <laughs> sounds so old. That was an old man question. That was my dad. That was my dad. All right, cool. All right, cool. All he knows is high life. Dan, <laughs> Dan you high life. Not even hip life. I've been talking about gospel Afrobeats as well. So it's not helping. It's not helping the situation. All right, cool. Anyway, so um, it's been like two or three weeks now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know, yeah, yeah, I know him. I know him. <laughs> Why do I know him? <laughs> I do know him, yeah. Because you're of the world. All right, so two, three weeks. In it's not of the Okay, 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 it's okay. Sorry. Yeah, so two, three weeks ago, ASAP Rocky did an interview with Angie Martinez. I know Angie Martinez. Good. Yeah. And one of the things they talked about was him being a sex addict. Okay. They were talking about how he can't have sex unless it's with at least two women at a time. Okay. And then that's unfortunate, but mm. cool. it's a good problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. But yeah, carry on. Um, and so I was just thinking, like, how does one define sex addiction as opposed to just a healthy sex drive? I, I think. Well, we we, we kind of hinted at this with addiction, the, mm. descri- the definition of addiction, mm. isn't it? So I think medically where you your your brain literally is now wired to require it for functioning it is a addiction but i think having a healthy sex drive or you know being 
liking having sex is not in and of itself bad. I think where it becomes something you require to function properly and there's a chemical imbalance as a result of that, mm. then it's definitely an addiction. But at what point but at what point is it I just really enjoy sex and now nah, you're addicted, fam. All things are beneficial, but you will not be put under the power of anything. Mm. Once you're under the power of something. I think practically we, we know when you're addicted to something. Like or maybe you might not admit it, but if I can't like there's no reason, there's no physical, logical reason why. I shouldn't be able to go about my day if I've not had sex. Because like, you're horny. Yeah, 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 you're horny. But, like, that doesn't... Maybe it will stop you from standing up, like, you know. But... Uh, fam, sometimes that'd be just making your mind not be able to function. You're distracted. But when you're addicted to something, you can't, you can't go on. Like, I've seen... You've seen a man pick up a stub of a cigarette from the ground take puff because he's addicted to it that's that's an addiction so you're looking around like a ravenous wolf for some lady because you can't that's an addiction like you can't you can't go without it you can't that's an addiction you it's quite clear when it's an addiction when it's debilitating and it's um <laughs> <laughs> then then it's an addiction there's also a lack of self-control. And and I think that also comes into play. Or it doesn't even come into play, but I think there's also something with, especially with us, us you know, um, when you're put in a position where you can get whatever you want whenever you want. And so you don't have any sense of controlling yourself or any sense of discipline or you're just spoilt and enti- entitled that's also maybe what could even lead into you being addicted. But again, I think when it's debilitating and it stops you from normal function. Define entitled because once you're married... No, you sh- no, no, no. So Be that careful with it, that. It is tricky because like, women are raped by their husbands and people don't necessarily yeah. see it as rape because, oh, they're, they're yeah. your husband. Like, no. you, you, just, that's, you just have sex with them, innit? Yeah, no. Um, and You're likewise, I'm sure, like, there's some men that are raped by their wives as well. Um, but did we talk about this, if women can rape men? We, we did, and then we made a stupid joke and someone called us out on it. But which, it, which actually just reminded me now because I was going to make another stupid joke, but I have grown since then. Nah, nah, fam, make, make the joke, is okay. Nah, nah, nah. Because it's ha- not necessary. I heard someone say, like, a woman cannot rape a man. Uh, uh, no, it because can. Because there, ha- be there has to be a sense of arousal. There has to be a so sense of... there was a... This is a really sad story, actually. There was a shoe cobbler, shoe shine, hmm. in Ghana, who got raped by uh, a girl's school, a girl's secondary school, and they used a candle. <laughs> they lit a candle and then, like, burnt him so he had to for whatever reason it made him erect and raped him and he died actually because there was like so many girls just and they would use a candle to get him out yeah wow or you get drugs and, yeah you know get fired by and and yeah so it can be done it can be done um but no even in marriage like where your wife's body is your own your body is also her own there is like you can't you can't just take from someone yeah you know, it's it's not fair. It's not respectful. Yeah. It's not loving. It's like even though her body is yours, your body is hers. Yeah. And so if she doesn't want your body at that time. You need to not give it to her. So what happens if it's just always that? 
then you lot need to yeah, have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And you lot should have had a conversation from the beginning to just talk about just um, expectations on sex. Expectations on... Now, but your expectations can change once you're in the marriage because yeah. um, the woman might become more preoccupied with the day-to-day running of the household, of the children and everything. That Not necessarily saying that won't happen to the guy. But, yeah, mindsets change. Things happen. You might not necessarily be up for it. And that's why communication is so important yeah. in, in a relationship in general. And I think... And then marriage more so. I think with the Bible saying esteem the other higher than yourself and that's just talking about mutual relationships not a marriage Um, so if I'm esteeming my wife higher than myself then even though this is difficult for me I still need to esteem her higher and if she's doing the same for me then I'm sure that there will be some sort of accommodation Um, even if she's not like really up for it but that would be kind of whack but um it's speaking about entitled but it's speaking about entitlement as well it's (laughs) feeling like something should be given to you almost without merit almost without it's just like, yeah, I deserve this or, or something. That's that's entitlement. That but do you know what? I think that even taking this a little bit deeper, mm. even if you look at the porn, porn culture, um, like for the most part, the predominant images that we have in porn is male dominating the female. And if men are growing up, and even indeed women are growing up seeing these images, they're just going to think this is norm. Yeah. they're going to think like a man just uses a woman however he wants and the woman's just got to accept it. And the woman just thinks, yeah, like th- this this is it. And just being flooded with this sort of information, so it's just reinforcing, reinforcing, reinforcing. And so when you get into it, you think, yeah, like sex is meant to last two and a half hours, um, there's 25 no need for different hundred. There's no need for Bro, there's n- sorting it out, like like for like, one foreplay, or, just yeah, straight in. I, just, I don't know why I forgot the word foreplay. <laughs> <I was> like, encouraging, and ties to just straight yeah. in. There's there's no need for consent. Fam, it's like she could be asleep. I can just stick it in, and like raw, and and also and also the fact that like it's become so accessible. People are defining their sex expectations by yeah and that's the scary thing because it's like for me i always related to watching watching action movies and thinking that's what a fight is like until you've been i thought the conversation was going somewhere else (laughs) you know because action movies are so well choreographed yeah it's like yeah like you you watch this punch I'm blocking and it's all nice try block someone's kick with your hand bro the the thing that the thing that jars me yeah is in a bruce lee film you punch the person once, he's on the floor, floor. he's not coming back up. Yeah. Do you really think that's happening in a real fight? And, and that's on the punch, to be honest. <laughs> and it's realising, like, we porn, and it's so sad that it's so easily accessible Fun. that it's, like, it's desensitising. And I think a lot of people, like, the idea that you can't have sex unless it's with two women, like, all of these things, I think, are birthed from the morality slowly being eroded from our, our sensibilities and actually you know that's always going to be the world isn't it that's always yeah. going to be the situation of the world but yeah yeah but it's it's nothing new under the sun because no, even Paul not. was that's like drunken orgies and blah yeah. blah blah and yeah. stuff like that so even to the extent where this is something that priests used to do in old England used or, to? yeah well, used to <laughs> relax man facts relax. facts <laughs> yeah not even the Catholic fam. <laughs> no, this is like Church of England monks and stuff. Like Mart. Yeah. Fab, even 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 in black Pentecostals, churches. Yeah. yeah, come on. Hey, do you mind heard about Doctor? Uh, let me not even drop his name. No, drop his name. Yeah, past pastor. Is it Wilson? 
He got yeah. caught. Like the girl recorded him down on oh, her. I, I, someone. Oh no, were you guys the one telling me about this? Potentially. I think I think I think James was the one telling me about this last time, like, and I was even scared to look at the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah James. Yeah. yeah, proper like just recorded it and like, and the guy then came on Twitter with his whole chest. Y'all just jealous. I like black P and and we're like, bro, and you're you're gonna go lead a church with this foul mouth, yeah, and. Like, I speak nothing over me, thank you. And um, <laughs> pastors that try to pray for you, you're just like, no. That's all no, right. thank you. Thank you, thank you. God's got me. So, have there been anything you guys have had to unlearn since marriage? A lot, boy. Oh, yeah, everything. Throughout <laughs> <laughs> the whole book. No, 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 definitely. I mean, um, yeah. Trying yeah. to give some unexplicit examples? Yeah, easily. So, I. I was very fluid in my. Um, oh, sorry, no. <laughs> in your what? <laughs> let, let me let me let me allow that to sit for a second. In my delivery. Repeated <laughs> to Petra just like that, you know. <laughs> in my agendas on a day-to-day basis, so I could be, you know, going for training, and if training gets cancelled, I'll just be like, "Oh, are you around? I'll come in and see you," kind of thing. Like I would be very flexible in visiting friends and going anywhere. Like, I don't have a set structure of, of my day. But I realize, getting, you know, once you get married, you can't do that. You can't just, oh, you know what, I'm free today. I'll go and visit this person. Or I'm coming back from work and oh, I'll pass by here. You can't just do that. Because your, your agenda affects someone else. And mm. There's someone at home that's, you know, concerned. I don't think those are the examples that I yeah. was looking for. And, and I said, he said unexplicit. I'm still talking about the sex part. Do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Peter was quick to take it on when I was like, oh yeah, I could just talk. I could talk, oh, ge- I could talk generally. I, no, I, I, said it, I said it in an unexplicit way. That's what I said. Oh, sorry. Right. So, I didn't um, read the scripture properly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, yeah? It's like when you, and I think this, this is a problem with Christianity, well, black Christianity in general, where um, we make sex before marriage such a like barrier like staying pure blah 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 that sexual purity almost becomes an idol and when we get into marriage sometimes people find it difficult to then still feel pure after having sex Mm. so there's been like a lot of twitter threads and stuff that people like yo, like, I got married and I couldn't bring myself to have sex because I felt like this thing that I had held on to for so long mm. and this thing that I used to stand on to be like, yeah, like, I ain't had sex. Mm. It's about to be taken away from me. And so it had become an idol. And, and unfortunately, like, 90% of the people that were talking come from black churches because mm. we, we've elevated this sense of righteousness and morality and stuff. Oh, Peter culture was a thing all the way yeah. around. You got yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did have the the, yeah. the book, um, "I Kissed Dating Goodbye," um, which wasn't bad in its sentiment. It's just promising. And any time, any time you make some sort of, any time you make any blessing of God a a a payment mm. for your actions, mm. Mm. you're going to have a problem. Yeah. So prosperity gospel, purity culture, it all had that fundamental yeah. flaw of making God's blessings a payment yeah. for your actions as opposed yeah. to the result of his grace. So yeah, um, there was that. 
but because for, for me personally there was a sense in which like I've held out mm, like I've done the right thing well done so now now it's time for me to indulge to ad- all the indulgence that, that, that was the mindset just indulge but it was unrealistic it was unrealistic in terms of the frequency and blah 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 and I realised that I started to put an immense amount of pressure on my wife because of a mindset that I had and it took me a while it took me like a couple of years but God brought me to the point a couple of years? a couple of years because again I didn't see it as a problem I saw it as I've held out so like it's in mind to have this, this is, this when is I want enjoy now. where I want no 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 no, no. the Look, supermarket no no in bro, the park bro bro that was BC before I'm joking um, <laughs> I'm not actually joking but um, the supermarket no it's not a supermarket well no in the supermarket no, no the supermarket. where in the supermarket Bro, the toilet produce out <laughs> <laughs> bro no no I would say be fruitful <laughs> Nah, do, do you know what? Yeah, probably something something like well in the open, bro. In the fridge, keep each other warm. <laughs> you guys are weird. You guys are weird, bro. I'm, I worked in a supermarket, so oh, yeah. And the bathrooms are nasty. Yeah, those are filthy in there, bro. Bro, couple slap a couple towels on the floor. Bro. Mm. Yes. And plus, you, you're not. I'm not. I'm. Do you know? What? I ain't yeah, even standard. No, 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 bro. I'm. What, you mean standard? I'm trying to bust a nut. <laughs> Oh, this this got explicit. Like, are you need to be in the mood. <laughs> are you being standard? What, bro? Oh, flipping the the the, the 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 cafe at the back where they make the bread and that. Get in. Um, you, don't, you did that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was even reckless. <laughs> I was even oh, reckless. But the bakery, the bakery be warm. Even I smell fab. And the thing is, yeah, we, we have cakes. After. We set we set the dishwasher running, so it's like it's making noise, so oh, no one actually fuck hears. Fuck people's ideas. What bro, the hell? No, no, he actually did this. He actually did this. Like, bro, that's going into detail, bro. Like, my ma- that's my, ingenuity. My boys, used, my boys used to call me Tarzan. Because <laughs> <laughs> man was just out there wild, <laughs> wild. <laughs> wow. Um, but again, it's like this this demand and supply culture mm. where it's just like cool I want it cool let's do it mm. um, but it's not realistic um, not necessarily it's not realistic in a marriage but every relationship is different you can't have the same expectations of it and this is another thing that is really detrimental in relationships when you have had sex because you almost if you're not not if you're not careful you almost always come in with the previous experiences somewhere lurking in the back of your mind. Mm. And mm. so you're almost either comparing or you're just like the frequency or blah, blah, blah. And there's a real, firstly, you need to acknowledge it. And there's a real learning curve to just be like, no, like I'm not going to compare this to that or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was un- there was an unhealthy expectation. And it was um, not, yeah, it was a couple of years after Leia was born. So Jamila had a cesarean and stuff, and so it was it was different. Everything was different after that. And I was struggling. And I was praying about it. I was just like, my prayer was like, God, fix her, fix her, fix her, fix her. Not necessarily seeing it as me. Um, but then God quickly pulled up the mirror and was just like, you've made an idol out of sex, and you're trying to get your wife to bow down to it. 
Mm. And I was like, bro. So I literally had to apologize to her and just be like, yo, I've I've tried to make you worship my idol. Did you cry? No. It wasn't sincere enough then. <laughs> but it's it's one of them ones where it's like it's still something that I'm having to keep in check. I'm having to be like, how can I love my wife even if sex isn't present? Oh. Even if there's no quote-unquote physical intimacy, how can I still love her regardless of that? Robert, what things are you going to have to unlearn? Peter, what things have you unlearned? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> well, this I is a learning experience. Peter's gonna, uh, Robert's going to have to like that burn the black book. <laughs> I have to get baptised. <laughs> Again. Um... So I was, I was actually having a conversation about this. Um, with? Not just general conversation. You didn't answer the question with? Oh. <laughs> we, we know who it is. But we're putting him on the spot. I mean, you think you know who it is. Oh, oh like that. With? Stress. Him or her? Him or her? Of course, her. Of course. Mm. Fam, fam, you guys are the only guys I talk to. Having a conversation about, um, like, just stuff that you we've picked up about sex over mm. the years, mm-hmm. and what stuff should be dropped, mm. and what stuff is quote unquote okay to keep, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I was about to make it. <laughs> shouldn't do it. No, because like if if you think about like things like head head mm. you learn from porn and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know about head first from porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oral sex. Why don't you just say oral sex? Because head is the word. Oh Do you say oral sex with brain, dome, yeah. neck, slappy toppy? I apologize, listeners. Fine, I said it was going to be 80, 80 plus. A bunch of like, man's at home. Oh, babes. Oral sex. No PC. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I've had so much. I've had so much conversation with other guys about sex that is is like is not cringy. But I know that I, I just have a sense that Peter hasn't. Yeah, hasn't. <laughs> so it's just so much fun. <laughs> just putting him in that cringy position. But yeah, but yeah, that sounded so wrong. <laughs> she talks about sex. <laughs> I would like some more, right? <laughs> I swear this whole file is getting corrupted. Remotely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so stuff like head, mm-hmm. we learn from porn, stuff like um, dress up stuff mm-hmm. from porn. Mm-hmm. So how much of that stuff, if if, if, if porn was where you learned it from, mm. is it then not okay to bring it into marriage because mm. of how you learned about it? Mm. Or is it okay to bring the good elements of it as in it's for the pleasure of your partner so does that in that sense is that okay mm. is, that, is that an, an uh, okay are you asking or are you just like throwing out I'm throwing hypotheticals out. yeah no, not hypotheticals but rhetorical yeah um yeah so that's something i'm still thinking about mm. because obviously there's like expect there's like a spectrum of stuff yeah in porn so is some of the stuff in porn okay 
Mm. But then when you get to like the whips and the chains, is that is that a bit too much? Yeah. Well, well, you know, in in terms of that, I kind of agree with the stance that John Piper took. Where it's very much like, firstly, the marriage bed is undefiled and you're doing whatever for the enjoyment of each other. And so it's very much like, explore. Explore within the realms of your marriage. And if you bust out the whip and her husband's like, no, I'm not digging that, put it away. No, yeah, yeah, yeah but I think I'm talk- more talking about like the oranges of, of, of where that stuff comes from. Fair enough. So what's your answer? Huh? So what's your answer? Explore. Even if it's come from, even if it's come from somewhere else, if it's if it's in the realms of like, for example, apparently football, its origins is demonic, and no, it's apparently yeah. One person said it's demonic. This woman who claims to have lived for nine hundred and ninety nine years um, said it's demonic. Another person says it's racist, but we've got <laughs> a whole bag of black people playing it now. It's. And that's that's a whole new relationship with it. Mm. Um, people have demonized music for different reasons. Rap, hip hop, um, rap, hip hop, uh, gospel, rap, and stuff for different reasons. Um, saying its origins are bad, but we're necess- we're saying it's not necessarily. It's music, and we give we give content to music. Sex in and of itself is good. Sex in and of itself was given to us by by God. Man has corrupted it. And in as much as we've seen man's corrupted images of sex, the act in and of itself isn't isn't corrupt. It's God ordained, and it's ordained within a context. And so is is still ordained to explore your sexuality within that context. And so if you're exploring oral sex or whatever, <laughs> about to say anal sex. Whoa, <laughs> um, is anal sex okay? Yeah, it's not my thing. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, but but is, is, is it a sin though? I don't. So I think the distinction is sodomy, whereas men and men, it's like, well, whoa. Um, but that's a specific context. Okay, but okay. So what if a woman sodomizes a man? Then that's peak. Is, but is that okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about that. I don't. <laughs> Shivers on my spine. Um, you're, being, you're being a bit quiet over there. Anything on the shirt? I'm, I'm holding a baby, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to calm Noah down. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that exploration within a marriage, um, so long as both parties are in agreement, yeah, you're good. Yeah, so, so okay, cool. So, I think that's, that's for me. Mm. The thing I'd have to unlearn the most is that you have to delete your browser history. Oh, I found incognito. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just snorted. This is nice. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think the thing I need, I would have to unlearn is that um, my wife wouldn't be my personal porn star. Mm. What if she wanted to be? No, because we could just, I don't know. Like, it, it, in, in theory, that sounds great. <laughs> but like, just the way it's being said, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'd be down, but I don't know if, if, if I should be convicted of how being down. <laughs> But luckily, yeah, I've got, but luckily I've got some time to mm. to work that out. Mm. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, you've had time to think now. Let me take him, and then you can talk about interruptions. Mm. 
Okay, I better question for Peter. Thank you. A, a better <laughs> initial question. Say thank you, actually. So, was there anything that maybe you wanted to do before you got married that when it came down after you got married, you thought, actually, maybe this isn't the best? <laughs> so, I think you said this before where you're very self reflective and you're, you know, you're, you have the presence of mind to analyze things that you, you say and you do. So for me, going into marriage, I knew porn has porn has been an issue for me, and I'll say it still is because <laughs> I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to find out whether or not I've overcome that. <laughs> I'm not trying. Hey, to find do you know out. what? I actually rate Peter's like tenacity to avoid porn. <laughs> he literally like anything that's a, like Peter. What? No, I'm not on it. I'm not on it. I was about to say power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so. Going into marriage, I was, I was almost on the other side of things. I was like, okay, I know none of this is real. Um, obviously, you, there are things that you will see or positions or whatever that you think, oh, that might be fun to try. The good thing, I think, for me was, I think it was church at the time. It was her church, so not mine. One thing that they've got very good at is... Um, premarital counselling. Premarital counselling. And sex is a big part of it, like... They go in. Let's talk about sex, baby. They go in when when they're talking about the sex part of marriage. They go in. To the extent <laughs> no pun the, intended. The manual has images. Wow. Line sketches, of course, but it's got images. Like, they go in on it. It's obviously a big deal for them. Like fully drawn people or just like outlines? Yeah, no, fully drawn people. Are they black people? Well, no, so it's <laughs> line sketches, so it's not coloured in. Yeah, but yeah, but you can still, you should be able to tell what the people are. Yeah, how am I supposed to be able to tell them? Do, can you see their faces? Not necessarily, no. Because no. that's not important. Or did you look? <laughs> I did. Of course, I looked. <laughs> of course, I looked. Did you look for their faces? He was looking at the faces. Look? <laughs> you know, I don't think they have faces. It went them think, cheeks. <laughs> I think you, just, you know the female because they've got like the females got long hair, kind of thing, and then obviously got breasts and stuff. So you can tell which one. Oh, you saw that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so there was a lot of um, having so much fun. There are a lot of things talked about there that was fine. I think for me, obviously the positions and stuff like that were things that like maybe you think about more. Peter's grinning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that maybe you think about more um, going in. But again, I... <laughs> I you sound re- like a bunch of kids. <laughs> you guys are oh, silly. I realised it, it was it was about, it was about um, learning each other and obviously we've never had sex before um, she never had sex before so it was just about learning each other and taking no. it slow kind of thing so for us it was actually quite fine it was okay we'd been exposed enough to it it during premarital counseling that when it came down to it it was just an understanding thing I hope you're mm. listening yeah. Noah yeah. And, and learning each other yeah okay what's time saying yeah, it's 48. Yeah. Mm. Okay, one last question. Mm. Um, what's the last thing the last thing you guys have learned about sex? What's the last thing we've learned? Or like the most recent thing you've learned about sex? For me, it's not an important ingredient for me to love my wife. Mm. Mm. Mic drop. You, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, Pregnancy and, um, well, 
uh, birth mm. will teach you that, <sighs> especially after the birth. Yeah, because coming up to it, like especially once they're pregnant and you don't have to use contraception anymore, <sighs> you're just going in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but but after birth, pull out game becomes trash. <laughs> after birth, and there's a baby there, and you know if she's had a C-section, that's yeah. And there are other issues as well, like there. You realize quite quickly that it's not, it's not, it's not all that. It's not. It's it's great and it's all that, but it's not all that. Yeah, if that makes sense. So it's I, not all I, that I as of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like literally after after birth, the woman's body goes through a lot of like changes. Yeah. Where like like for instance, when when a woman is just in general a woman's breastfeeding, they become naturally drier. Mm. So it's like just that is is a is a is a change that you then have to take into consideration in whatever you're doing. Get the lube out. <laughs> Come on, but yeah, um, just recognizing that, like, yes, it is nice and physical intimacy with your wife is something that, or with your husband if you're a woman, is something that is a part of and has been ordained within the, a marriage setting. But marriage is much more than that. Marriage is marriage is much more than just having sex and you can learning to be intimate with your partner without sex actually um enhances your relationship a lot more so i'm definitely grateful for the christian ethic of not of like no sex before marriage because it's like yeah if you can't have sex in a marriage then like how are you gonna go if that's all you're looking for one last last question. But you didn't answer. Because I'm not married, so I haven't learned anything about sex. Fair point. Fair, Fair point. point. Come on. Just ask the question. What's the question? Yeah. You, you said, said one, one last, last, question. last question. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys feel a responsibility to teach the youth or other people about good sex practices in marriage or not? Or in marriage or leading up to marriage? within the Christian community? Uh, personally, I definitely feel like, I feel s- that the church is almost under attack when it comes to sex. Um, on the one hand, because it's pushed in your face everywhere. Mm. Like, it's funny how intolerant people are of Christian messaging, but then everything else is rammed down your neck. Like, on a neck. It's all worse. It's all worse. Yo. <laughs> That, that played out differently, literally. Fam, PSP from experience right there. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel in on that aspect we're 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 under attack. But then also you've got the um the response to the purity culture and, and what's that done and you know, people saying you're you're weird because you you want to preserve yourself for marriage or because you recognise that marriage was an institution created. Um, no, sex was something created within the confines of marriage and that's how God wants it therefore that's what we want to obey so I definitely think for me it's it's been a thing of where I'm thinking about a lot and, and um, I would want to have biblical proof and, and biblical reasoning for why your body whilst you're single should be honoured you should honour God with your sexual um, purity and uh, with having being sexually moral um, and observing God's way of doing things as opposed to just for the perfect marriage, whatever. But I, I, I do feel strongly that 
I would love to see a sex seminar run by PR. Are you going to make the 66 or 69? <laughs> I will kick you. Good <laughs> 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 Moses. Um, I think for me, not particularly. Um, and the only reason I say not particularly is. <laughs> I don't necessarily feel a burden to educate and stuff like that. Um, I would like to dispel some misconceptions um, and almost just give people reality checks, but I don't necessarily feel it a burden because I feel, again, this, this is just me, but I almost feel like if I point you towards God, again, this that, that. Mm. okay so innocent but not naive is almost like my mantra so I, I don't want you to uh, think that um, everything will be all good for me if I don't have sex mm. and I don't want you to think that everything will be all bad for me if I do have sex I want you to in it go on tell them what do you want to tell them they shouldn't do it they shouldn't do it. Okay. If you can't take care of a baby, don't don't have sex. Um, no, but it, it's more so just a case of like allow God to shape your sexuality. That's 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 it for me. Allow God to shape your sexuality because it, it's in me projecting or in me. Not impose. I guess this kind of comes back down to the sexuality stuff for me because it's like I'd rather cultivate an intimacy with God within you and allow that to then shape your sexuality mm. rather than pinpoint sexuality and talk on, talk on that. Um, and I'd I'd rather unpick your reasoning behind stuff. So when I was doing youth work and we had a sex talk, and I was just unpicking their their brains behind certain things rather than just giving them clear cuts, don't do this, don't do that. Um, or even like even trying to be like, oh, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. And as much as that's, there's, a, there's a time and place for that, I'd rather just unpick your brain and rather just almost allow you to to grow into it. Question, mm -hmm. because, and we've, we've kind of had a question like that before, uh, where when you say allow someone to grow into or allow God, when you say let God shape your sexuality, mm -hmm. What does that flesh out like for a person like Robert who's coming from a porn background? <laughs> a person like Robert. No, I'm joking. I'm just trying to <laughs> I think shots. You know, like I, I feel you know, the the Bible is specific and yeah. you know, even stuff yeah. to do with sex. So why not be specific? Because if the Bible is specific. Because the reason I don't feel I need to be specific about this is because I feel so I think that the reason that I'm not particularly direct in that regard is because I feel as though the quote-unquote Christian perspective is abundant, is, ve is very evident mm. in that don't have sex before marriage, even if you're not a Christian, even if you've just barely heard about Christianity, that's one of the things that you know about. Mm. Um, and so I don't necessarily need to run... <laughs> But don't, don't you feel like that requires clarity? Because I think the Christian perspective that's out there is somewhat 
flawed. Oh, definitely. Mm. And I, I might be adding to that if I speak to it, if I speak on it. In as much as I think I have, I have clarity on it. Mm. But the reason I'm saying, the reason I'm saying no, and this isn't necessarily dancing around. The, okay, let me let me um, just say this: mm. if there's a need to, I will. I'm not, I won't shy away from it. Mm. If there's a need to, I'll be like, don't do it. And I'll kind of give for my examples, blah, 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 this mm. and that. Um, I find that I've had conversations with people. So when I was um, dating Jamelia, um, I was wrestling sexually and I was like, cool, let me speak to different people to ask their opinions about sex. So I spoke to different people and all of the answers that I got from them, oh yeah, just, just don't do it. Like, and I wasn't satisfied. Mm. I wasn't satisfied just hearing people's experiences and opinions. I wasn't satisfied with that until, and this might be my disposition, until I actually did a Bible study. Mm. And I was like, okay, let me see what the Bible actually says about this. Mm. I, want to, I want to have clear cuts. Mm. And when I did that, that conviction, that's when I had the conviction. I was like, cool, I've now been grounded in a place that I don't want to do this. Mm. Um, and so just from that experience, from speaking with people and them telling me from their perspective, it didn't do much. Mm. I still had that struggle. I still had that, eh, you guys have said this, but yeah, I still do. What did no one do a Bible study with you? No. Okay. But would that have been more beneficial? That, that was what actually gave mm. me the conviction and changed my mind. Mm. Um, and it was looking at, it was looking at, I was like, all right, cool. So what was, um, what's the Bible's take on sex outside of marriage? Mm. Um, now, um, the Bible speaks about fornication and speaks about adultery mm. um, and sex, uh, being sexually immoral. Mm. Um, but it doesn't, well, I, I realized that um, adultery is obviously sleeping outside of, um, outside of the marriage, mm. but everything outside of that falls into the realm of sex before marriage. Mm. So just fornication, um, sexual morality blah 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 obviously adultery is part of that but it's just very much like you're sexually active outside of outside of marriage mm. and i was like raw so it's like there is actually concrete speak talk about this mm -hmm. but it's rambling and what i was trying to say is conversations with people didn't do what i needed it to do mm -hmm. it was when i went back to god so it went back to the personal, I took personal ownership over this and I searched the scriptures. Okay. Um, and that's almost the stance that I'll take. It's almost like I, I will have this conversation with you, yeah. but I know for the conviction to come about, God will have to do something yeah, there. Absolutely. Um, and so that's why I allow the space to be like, all right, you already know the Christian stance and that don't have sex before marriage. You already know that stance. What you lack is the conviction to follow that through. Mm. I might not be able to give that to you. Mm. And that's why I almost give you the space to feel it out, hoping that as you do, you will get that conviction. Okay. Um, so yeah, when I first came to, to faith, like fam, I, like my first day in church, I met my ex and it was a wrap. <laughs> It was a wrap, and like it got to the point where I was, I was in prayer, and I was like to God, like right now at this, at that very moment in time, the only thing that will take me outside of the church is having to stop having sex with this girl. Mm. But I, I knew that I shouldn't be doing this, mm. but I just couldn't shift that, mm. and and it was like three, four years, about five before that 
conviction kind of set, set in. Mm. And so just having people talking to me, condemnation, blah, 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 this and that, it didn't shift anything. Uh-huh. And that's just for me. Mm. Um, somebody else, I might say, yeah, I don't have sex. Okay, cool. Conviction time. I'm done. I'm not going to do it. But I, I kind of feel, I feel like knowledge only takes you so far. Yeah. Um, it kind of needs to be soaked into your heart. The yeah. conviction kind of needs to be there yeah. for it to actually take root. Yeah. Um, at the same time. Yeah. For the lack of knowledge, people perished. But <laughs> interesting about the interesting thing about that scripture, and mm. I think we're both on the same page with this. Actually, I think you've spoken about it before. It's not lack of knowledge of what's wrong, but lack of knowledge of, of God, God and yeah. who He yeah. is. And yeah. so it's it's very much like yeah. we sometimes we spend our time speaking about what's wrong. Yeah. Well, that's that was my and point focus with on the what Christian perspective that yeah. you said is out there because some of that isn't really correct yeah it's yeah it's, it's, it's moral it's, focused, it's, it's moral it's, yeah. it's not christian yeah. and it, it's a legalistic kind of moral yeah. as well it's not like focused on god so yeah no fair enough fair enough yeah cool. so that's so it, it's mm. it sounds it sounds like a cop-out but it's from personal experience where people have spoken to me mm. and it it put me on the so i heard someone phrase it as your righteous conscious mm. conscience conscient but not christ conscious okay so mm. it's like you're conscious about what you need to do mm. rather than who has done this for you mm. Mm. and living out of that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Cool. I think we're signing out. Cool. Hookups? Oh, oh hookups. Yeah, hook-ups. We gotta do those hookups. I'll go first. Mm. Um, just because of the kind of episode this is, I'm going to hook up an app. I heard about on <laughs> the Love Hour by Kevin Stage okay. and his wife. Okay. Okay. It's one of those anyway. It's um it's an app mm. called Ultimate Intimacy. Okay. It's an app designed by Christians for Christians for um for sex within marriage. Okay. Just to help with the whole intimacy side of things to um yeah, keep shivering. <laughs> looking at you like. <laughs> right. Oh no. Um. So yeah. So and then they had like the people who like designed it come come onto the show and mm. yeah, really good show. I hear the app is good. <laughs> you hear that app is good. Come like I downloaded it for one day. I downloaded. I downloaded it. Love it. So what was about? It's pretty good. Mm. It's now deleted from my phone. <laughs> for now. <laughs> good work. I love good work. that. I hear that app is good. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely say if you're not married, don't 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 get um just similar to what Solomon says, don't awaken love before it's time. Yeah. So don't like just indulge in things that it's just going to arouse that feeling within you. Yeah. <coughs> but does that mean that if it's not love it's okay to arouse it? Now you're just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> so worrying. Um, I think go? yeah go for it so this is a it's a podcast but it's like an audio drama called Edge of Sleep and it's it's a it's kind of a horror sci-fi it's not really horror it's sci-fi but it's it's such a fascinating story and it centers on one day in this fictional world people went to sleep and they didn't wake up Mm. And if going to sleep killed people, so there's this group of survivors who have not slept in like four days and are trying to stay awake. <laughs> and it's just, 
if you because I've recently had a kid and Mo probably remember this more you're not getting anywhere near enough sleep Mm. as you need to so it's like because I've gone through that recent experience (laughs) of what it really feels like to be sleep deprived mm-hmm. it's a whole different level of fascinating um, but yeah Edge of Sleep it's actually really well produced it's a really fun listen um, so yeah Edge of Sleep is the podcast mine is a re-up of P- one of Peter's hookups SO Augustine's hey. Legacy Bro, I've been so I was sleeping. Yeah. I was sleeping on this album, mm. like seriously sleeping on this album. I think it's after listening to White Jesus. Um, I don't, I don't know what I expected, but I listened to it on the PC system, mm. and like the, the speakers are just equalized beautifully with the yeah. bass and them things yeah, there, yeah, and then yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nah, and it's yeah. so diverse, isn't it, as well? He's got some Afrobeats, he's got his raps, he's got some white like, Jesus. Like the 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 beats the beats were I'm loving the beats as well and the yeah. flow is a lot. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. A re up. SO Augustine's legacy. Yeah. Um his latest album. Mm. It's dope. And do you know what? On his first track, he has his daughter doing yeah. like uh, baby talk at the end mm. and because I'm back in that stage it like it just hits home it even does, more. It really and does, it's like yeah. it, it's one of them ones where it's like I'm not I don't think if you if you don't have children you won't understand just how much joy that noise you'll see that's cute oh it's yeah. cute but yeah no, it's how much real. joy that noise real. actually brings yeah. to a parent yeah especially yeah. when it's like I've been out all day I'm working on yeah. and I hear that noise yeah, yeah. it's just like the love that wells up in your heart is, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the highlight of my day nowadays is break time video calling mm. and then like I'll just start making noise I don't care where I am <laughs> and Z will see me recognise me on the phone start smiling it's crazy dope. crazy dope anyway we're, be, we're being an old old man now alright signpost alright thank you guys for listening thank you guys for listening <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> Shout out to Reed for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at The Furnace UK. You can email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash of Blacks Furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcasts and websites and apps, Blacks and Furnace with no apostrophe. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, I'm done. Thank you guys for listening. Happy Halloween. <laughs> This is the Space Fairness, the Blasters Fairness signing up. Blah, 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 blah.